Well, everybody, it's game day again. Uh, last last pretty much warm-up opponent before we start Big Ten play. Uh, last week was pretty – We had, uh, Michigan made us wait. <laughs> the weather made us wait, I should say, Mother Nature. Um, for J.J. McCarty's, I'll say, uh, coming out party, really, honestly. Uh, huge, huge plays coming out of him. Uh in a fifty-six to ten win over Hawaii, Ben. Uh, we'll start with the Hawaii game. What uh, what do you think about it? Uh, JJ's performance. I mean, all-around performance. So, all-around performance, right? You know, I thought you know, like like uh, Colorado State, we did what we were supposed to do. Ninety-something um, guys played this time. Forget the exact number. I know Harbaugh said it was over ninety. Um, and, you know, we come out, we look sharp offensively and de- defensively. Um, you know, we didn't get the sacks um, that we did the first week, but uh, this guy's a little bit more mobile. And, and um, I forget the amount of pressures we got. I think it was like it's close to a dozen, I believe. Yeah, they, he, he was throwing the ball really quick, too. After we lit him yeah, up, because oh, well, yeah, we, we, we hit him really hard. Yeah, that first play, and he's like, I don't want anything more with this. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think that was part of their game plan after they seen the tape from the first week. Like, hey, we got to get the ball out quick because these guys are coming, right? And, and, hungry. uh, hungry. So, and, you know, th- that's a, that's a good thing. You know, this team has, you know, when a new season starts and you lose a couple players, especially on defense, like Ojabo and Hutchinson, um, you know, the team can struggle to find their identity and find those pieces uh, to fit in as replacements. And and these guys have come in instead of lack of confidence. They're they're very confident. And instead of can I fill those shoes, these guys, the, their mindset is we're going to fill those shoes and we're going to we're going to try to exceed that. So it's great. And um, so, yeah, 56, 10 couple uh, meaningless scores I, I believe if my memory serves me correct both scores were when second string were were uh, in yeah three um, in the third and seven in the fourth yeah yeah I, I knew for sure the touchdown was I couldn't remember for sure about the about the thing but yeah uh, you know the um, the uh, second string played the entire the entire uh, second half so now to get to you know what everybody's talking about, what everybody's excited about is is uh, JJ. Um, you know, I guess the best way to put it is he went out and did. Uh, it really couldn't have went any better, right? Twelve for thirteen. His only incompletion was a Ronnie Bell drop, hit him in the hands. Ronnie's going to catch that ball. Um, Harbaugh said a nearly flawless performance. Yeah, which is which is pretty high praise. Um, you know, I, I felt like, you know, other than your, your, your casual fans, guys that that are hardcore and pay attention like you and I do, um, really thought this was what was going to happen. Um, but you know, we've thought that a lot of times about a lot of players and a lot of teams over the years. So, so, so to see him come out there, you know, First play was a quorum run, right? And then uh, 50, 40 something yarder. Yeah, 46, uh, I think it was. 46. I mean, it was, and a beautiful throw. <laughs> like. and, and then he just looked flawless. And then, 
before I go any further, let me clarify this. I, I'm not dogging. I am going to dog on Cade a little bit, but I don't mean it in a derogatory way. It's just in comparison to JJ. Um, you know, there's been a lot to do. Even Harbaugh got involved about the booze. And I, I'm not a big booer, but um, and I, I do appreciate that that what Cade, what Cade did, you know, with, without him last year, we're probably not sitting where we are, you know, with a Big Ten championship and a college football playoff. Because um, JJ just wasn't quite ready yet in the Michigan State get last game last year, as we as we've talked about, kind of showed that um, moment yeah. was still a little too big for him. And and you know, it, it, I don't think it's going to happen, but it, it could happen now. You know, it's easy to come in overconfident or very confident against um, you know a team that at, at that point. And I'm I'm a stray off here. I was a little bit surprised we didn't get any turnovers, did we last week? Um, uh, yeah, we had one. First two games and we I sorry, sorry, we had none. We we had one, but it was our turnover when Cade threw that fucking dunk right. of a ball. Yeah, no, so, so, so back to Cade and, and I do feel I do feel bad for Cade, but I also you know the, the these guys are very happy when they make a good play and we cheer for them and I, I do I think it's dis- disrespectful to boo him? Yeah, a little bit, but I also think, you know, it's a person's right. They, you know, you, there's all kinds of guys on Twitter and Facebook. If I was at the stadium and I've seen you bouquet, I'd hit you right in your mouth. Well, that made me want to go to the stadium and fucking uh, uh, boo him, you know. But it was really obvious that this competition um, has gotten to Cade mentally. Um, because he come in and, you know, he looks considerably worse than he did last year. And you could tell he was rattled and you could tell he was forcing things. And, you know, he come in and he threw that pick and I thought he was going to cry. And I mean, I get it. That's where I'm sympathetic for the kid because he works his ass off. He did deliver, um, you know, what, what helped deliver what was delivered last year. Um, but JJ is just better. And, and it's, it's not because, Kate hasn't worked hard. It's not because he's not given hundred percent effort. There's sometimes better is better. And that's a, it's a going to be a really good life, life lesson for him. Um, but Kate just looked horrendous and, and yeah. JJ, JJ really couldn't have looked any better. Um, you know, you know, I was, I was watching some film breakdown and hang on a second. I know you got a rant coming. I was watching some film breakdown and this guy's like, uh, listen, I'm really going to be nitpicky, but like, this ball could have been one inch over further and this ball, there was a couple that were, I think that first touchdown to Roman, it was a little bit underthrown, but he had sailed it because he didn't want to overthrow him. Um, you know, he had, he'd really put some air under it. So uh, couldn't be more pleased. Couldn't be more happy. We've done what we've done, to, what we, what we were supposed to do. And, and it looks like that, you know, we have an elite quarterback for the first time and, Probably since Chad Henney. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm not gonna go on the rant. It, it ain't. It's gonna go way too far. I, I know you hit all the points. I mean, the only thing I was gonna say is shut the fuck up. Like not you, but he's he. I've been reading shit where he's getting messages, things like that. Like he literally led you to a big. He led us to a Big Ten championship. He's still the captain of this football team. Right. Whether he's a start or not, he still plays a big part in this team. 
And he does. We're playing Hawaii. You don't. There's no reason to go out there and boo a kid when you're up 56 to 10. And if he's the only one playing or we're losing, sure. Why aren't you fucking booing fucking Alex Bowman or fucking Davis Warren? <laughs> you're mad because uh, they're even mad. They're just fucking shitty ass fans. And I'm like, see, see, and I, I, I and I'm not. Again, I'm on Jack. a little bit of a different side of the fence from you. I, I, I think booing's perfectly okay. I think if you're sending the kid messages on social media, you're a fucking loser. Um, you know, if if I haven't seen this, but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened because college football fans are crazy, and and Michigan is isn't Boy. crazy in a lot of ways that SC teams are. But you you know you you shouldn't be having any interactions with these kids uh, or making threats. Um, you know, any interactions, especially in a in a negative manner. But these kids are there's kids. You don't know them. You think you know them because you watch them on TV. Leave them alone. But again, I got I got no problem with the booing myself. I, I probably personally wouldn't do it, but um, you know, these these people bought their tickets and and uh one other thing is that you know that first sack he took, I think it was his first play. Um the, the O-line really looked shitty when he was in there and it has looked great with JJ. And I wonder even if it was subconsciously that, that they're playing a little bit uh, less hard down. Yeah. You know, when he's in there, like I said, maybe it's even a sub subconscious thing, but you know, I put a post on Facebook after that first drive, JJ two, you know, two plays touchdown. You could just, tell the way that the people ran to him and the way that the sideline reacted that this is what they all wanted that's the vibe i got and that that it's his team you know i put out there this is jj's team now or something something like that and mm -hmm. uh, you know it, it just it fits together and you and i had had this conversation i think carball's known for a little bit he's trying to let kate down um as softly as possible um one because He's he's a player's coach, but too because what he's done for you know the Michigan what Cage's done for the Michigan football program. Um, but I, I think like you said, yeah, then that's where I'm going. Uh, is, uh, is I think Harbaugh's saying this is why I'm benching a quarterback that took us to our first Big Ten championship in 15 years and our first ever college football. This is why, and it's here for the whole world to see. Uh, yeah. I, I really believe that. No, so do I. I don't think there's, uh, like I said, I, when we talked about it Saturday or whatever it was, Sunday, it, it didn't matter then. I think it's 100% why it happened now. Um, I mean, he, he's in two games. I know the first game he didn't really throw the ball a lot, but J.J.'s, what, uh, 15 for 16, I think it is. I don't know. Yeah, I believe that's actual right. stats pulled up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be 15 for 16. He's throwing 93% passing. I mean, I know for 300 yards, I think it is. Uh, I think the first game he threw for like 50 yards. I don't know 100% remember, but we'll say in three touchdowns. I mean, he, when you're throwing 93%, I mean, I know, I know that number won't stay i mean that's obviously not a reasonable number right. to even come close and 
to stay with. I mean, that's not. But through the games that we have and the games that we're playing, it is definitely doing what he's supposed to do. I don't think a quarterback should. He said short routes, small routes. Like you said, the only drop was the only one was a drop by Ronnie Bell and. And Ronnie Bell came up with, I'm going to go off on him real quick. Not off on him, but uh, go sideways here. Uh, do you think he plays scared? Do you think he's kind of playing scared right now? I'm not saying like scared, scared, but I don't. So I don't think he's going to do it anymore. But there was that drive where he dropped it and then the very next play fumbled it. Because right. he, he like kind of like sure. trying to like ease sure. up to just take the hit instead of going into the hit. I don't, I don't, I yeah. preferably don't think he's playing like super scared, but I think there's still a little bit of hesitation there. And, you know, I think you're probably right. And I, I think that drop got in his head one way or another, whether it was insecurity or, you know, lack of confidence, whatever you want to call it. I think I think he was still thinking about that interception and that contributed to him causing the fumble. I think physically he's probably pretty confident. It's got to be in the back of your mind, right? Oh, yeah. But, but you know, one of the things uh, Jake Butt, who I thought did wonderful um, on, on his first uh, Big Ten uh, broadcast, um, you know, said several times that he, you know, mentioned that Ronnie wasn't wearing a brace and that he was a little bit surprised because Jake's come back three. From- three ACLs. Right. And, and uh, he said, you know, that really shows that he is comfortable and confident of where his body's at. And, and one, he would know because he's been there, you know, as a player and as, you know, uh, having the ACL injuries. And, mm-hmm. and um, so, so it's hard to say, but I do definitely think that that uh, uh, fumble, the interception contributed to that. I think he was still, yeah still pissed off about it and think about it. It wasn't hundred percent focused on the next play. Yeah. I mean, no, I, that's just one thing. Like I kind of see it, like kind of seeing a little bit, like not, not, and it's just not in those two plays. That's just an example that I was bringing up. I've seen sure. it in a few other times, especially week one. I think week one, you've seen a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, where was it going to go after that? I mean, all around, I mean, we put up home damn near 600 total yards of offense, um, 558, 320 in the air, and 268 rushing. Um, like I said, I didn't watch the second half, as you know. Yep. And, I mean, oh, can I say those balls that J.J. threw at the end of the half, those two touchdowns, the one to Cornelius Johnson where he stepped up in the pocket. Yeah. And then the one to Donovan. It wasn't this one. I guess it wasn't a touchdown. But that pass to Donovan Edwards on the sideline. Yeah. Beautiful like, ball. To, like the one-yard line. I like, this is why, like you said, this is why he's starting. I just I just thought about that when a point to talk. So I didn't get to watch either one of those until yeah. the next day. And so I was like – I was on my way to work and I was listening to uh, so, you know, John Jansen and then – we, we, yeah, we talked last week um, about, you know, I, I wondered if Cornelius Johnson, part of his drops were the way that Cade threw the ball or maybe his timing with Cade, blah, blah, blah. And, and before I get into that, um, you know, the, the, the day after the game last Sunday, 
Cornelius and somebody else might have been Ronnie Bell. I think I'm thinking it was Andrew Anthony put a tweet that all those uh, 1 a.m. throwing sessions at Glick are paying off. So I wonder if yeah, I've seen that JJ too. was doing that and Cade wasn't. And you know, Harbaugh threw Cade out there to protect Cade, which I, I get and I applaud. But uh, Cornelius looked good, didn't drop any passes. But JJ, listen to this. So um, let me pull it up here. 11 to 12, 229 yards, three touchdowns, passer rating of 334.5, which is a perfect rating. And when these stats mm-hmm. were brought up to, uh, to Harbaugh at uh, the post-game press conference, all he did was shake his head and laugh. It, you know, it's ridiculous. And well, it's, Yeah, his QBR was, like you said, 99.92. Yeah, part of me wishes that J.J. set the bar really high now, right? Um, and, you know, you can't really go up from there um, because Ronnie, excuse me, Ronnie should have caught that drop. Um, you know, it wasn't a bad ball. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, you know, it was right on the money. So so we'll see. But um, crazy, uh, you know, mad numbers that he put out. Uh, touchdowns on six of his seven drives in the first half. Um it just it just doesn't get any better than that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hawaii and in Colorado State in this week's uh, UConn, and next week is is Maryland. Maryland may or may not be a little improved, but um, you know we'll see. Uh, October first, Iowa. That'll that'll be our first test. Maybe I was looking rough, so so you know they yeah, they, they, they got a defense. They might not, but man, how far they have fallen from a from making a conference championship last year to to scoring more safeties than touchdowns so far this year. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, the defense scored the same amount of points as our offense has this year. Like, not just special teams, but right. well, let's go. I suppose do like players of the game from the Hawaii game. Um, I think the offensive player of the game is probably pretty obvious, right? Right. Yeah. I think it's probably JJ at that point. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think it can be anybody else. No, I don't either. And then defensively, who do you have? No, this is um, hang on. I'm I'm freezing up here again. Um a lot of players. You- yeah, we had fifty yeah, we did have a lot of players play. Uh Oh, let us see to go with uh, Brayden McGregor, honestly. Brayden McGregor played. I know it's a little – that's just for me. Uh, while he was in, whether it was with the first string or when he came in with the second string later on, <clears throat> I mean, he just – he got – he seems like he got a lot of pressures. He did have a tackle for loss. He only had two total tackles, but, I mean, no one had more than four all night. Right. Just because that many people played, um, so that's I, I'm gonna go with Braden McGregor. Just I mean he had, what is he had quarterback Curry too. Um, I think all around he had pretty much a pretty decent game. And I think he I think him by the end of the season has a really good chance to just become a monster of a defensive end. Uh, yep. So I, I'm excited to see what he does. 
You got your pick yet, or you still froze up? Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with, and this is a little bit unconventional, but I'm just highly impressed with what he's done. And again, I know the you know I know the opponents, blah blah blah. But uh, Sanders still, I'm gonna go with him just because man, he has looked mm-hmm. impressive on the defensive side of the ball, and he has flown to the ball. You know, I've, I've particularly uh, been paying really close close attention to him, and he's. He's in position. He's and I'm no expert, right? But but he he just seems to be always in the right position to make a play. And I just don't think that people understand how hard that is to do. You know, spent his first two years at Michigan playing wide receiver. Um, was a really good two way player in high school, but a lot of the a lot of these kids are, and to be able to come in and and basically in a few months learn a whole nother system on the opposite side of the ball and, and come in and play and play pretty damn well is impressive. So, so that's why I'm giving it to him. Yeah, I don't, that's, I mean, I don't think that's a bad pick. I, I completely agree on, uh, I mean, he's been someone that's came with offensive side. Now, what do you switch to defensive side fall camp or was it spring camp? I believe it was in between, if I remember right. Yeah, I, I can't remember what. Shit, I'm sorry, guys. I'm fucking tired. Um, I can't remember exactly what, it, what when it was, but it, I know it was. Like, oh wow! I'm gonna give a shout out to Roman Wilson real quick. Sorry to go off track. I did not realize he has three receptions for 107 yards and two scores. So, so one thing about Roman Wilson, and I know that that you know they're spreading the love, and a lot of people are playing, and and our guys, you know, our, our starters are only playing, um, you know, basically the first half right now. But you know, first game, Roman Wilson, I believe, scored the first two touchdowns, right? And he didn't get any touches after that, and then last week. He had a touchdown, and then only had one one touch after that. Oh yeah, yeah, two. He had two so, touchdowns. Yep, because he had that end around. So he's not getting any anything after that, and maybe that's just because of the circumstances of of the opponent and the score and stuff. And and but yeah, he look he looks like a player, right? And and uh, we you know we knew his speed, and he made some plays last year, but um, I think everybody kind of thought Ronnie Bell would, would jump in and be the man again. And and another guy, hang on one second, uh, Andrew Anthony, haven't really seen or heard much from him yet. Um, and I really hoped and expected to see big things from this year. But, again, it's early. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and Ronnie, I mean, Ronnie Bell kind of, I mean, played, in my opinion, very well. Um, on, he probably would have been my second – player of the offensive player of the game. Yep. Uh, I mean, I think he had four receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, so, I mean, it's not, I think, and I, I think he's going to be that go-to guy still like, Hey, we need a big reception. Um, we need a big first down on third and eight. Who are we going to go to? And I think, I think, I still think that's honestly probably Ronnie Bell or Cornelius Johnson or our two go to, Hey, we need a big, not a big play, but a big 
I guess a big play still, but you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got we got something where we need a we need a fourth eight yard game. Yeah, third down. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna go go to these guys instead of maybe Roman Wilson, who's more of a speed downfield man. Um, well, Ronnie Bell is your traditional slot receiver who's gonna be right in the gut of everything, catching the balls in the middle of the field, taking hits from the linebacker. I mean, just like. It's like he has. I mean, but say so, uh, that's that's about all I got on the Hawaii game. Yeah, what uh, one thing I'm sitting here pouring over the stats again, and I've missed this the first few times is, is that I didn't realize we punted four times. That seems like a lot, and I'm sure it was a lot of it had to do with with the second half and the players that were Probably playing. The third, third quarter, we didn't put any points on the board. Yep. Yep. So that's all I got. Yeah. Um, well, on a UConn today, um, we got a 47 and a half point spread again. I mean, 47 and a half is what our difference, point differentials, average point differential has been this season, I'm pretty sure. Um, 51, yeah, just around there. So, yeah. Michigan. I think we're going to see a lot of the same. I mean, obviously, I think they came out with a ranking this week of like the uh, top 25 bottom teams in college football. So, like the top, the worst 25 teams in college football. And I think UConn and Hawaii, not UConn, Colorado State and Hawaii were like number one and two. Like at the bottom, and then I think UConn was like number seventeen, the seventeenth worst team. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm gonna kind of go off on a rant here. I read something that you know, you know the Hugh Show, right? Yeah. Out of Lansing. I read last night. He said Michigan, Michigan could have bought out um, one of these low-level schools and scheduled a team on the road or a big team on the road. He's like, he's like, I applaud Michigan state for going to play Washington and Miami on the road the past two seasons and something about Mel Tucker. And I'm like, all right, well just keep sucking his, you know what? Right. Um, but, and, and I mean, that's not the only place where you hear this from a Michigan schedule, but the SEC plays, the weakest non-conference schedule. And I'm not saying, I know Michigan, but you don't hear anyone complaining when it's SEC, when it's another good school that's playing fucking nobody. It's like Ohio State. No one's out there complaining about their schedule. But, of course, when it's Michigan, when it's Jim Harbaugh, when it's people like that, they're complaining. I think Paul, I think it was Feinbaum that was complaining about it the other day. Fuck that old fuck. Excuse my language. He was. He was and, you know, here Alabama's got – uh, you know Utah State, L.A. Monroe, and and then uh, you know they didn't have Texas, so I'll give them that. But um, Vanderbilt, uh, so shut shut the fuck up. No, I, I get it. Like, every, like, everybody everybody thought that Texas was going to be garbage this year too, and you know scheduling could be three, four, five years out, so maybe Texas was okay when it happened. <laughs> but the SET, SEC teams have been doing this for years, right? Years. They play a FCS team like week 11 every year, it seems. 
And and the right. other thing is, is, is last year, Washington was supposed to be good, right? We played them, and they ended up not being very good. And By the way, go, go Huskies tonight. Go Huskies tonight. But, you know, uh, Sparty fans are all Washington. Nah. And now all of a sudden, Sparty fans think fucking uh, Washington is Alabama 2.0. And, it, you know, they're three-point dogs. And so if, if – if, if, Michigan State happens to win tonight, they're going to act like they beat somebody, and 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 maybe they are, but maybe they're not. But you know, they were. I, I know they were. Uh, I want to say Washington was ranked top fifteen last year when we played them, and and they just ended up being garbage. No, they were right because they lost to Montana or Montana State, whatever team. Yeah, so maybe it was preseason. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I think think preseason they were definitely ranked. I do remember that. Um, but I I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. But I mean, if they really want to talk about that, don't worry, guys. I, I, we, we got. Let's go to let's go look at the next few years. Uh, ESPN will have them up. I know we have Oklahoma and Texas coming up on our schedules. Um, I think we have a home and home with Oklahoma and maybe a home and home with Texas. It might just be one game with Texas. Um, I think starting, I think our first game against one of those two is in 2024. So we've got another year of college football of. Maybe playing. I don't. I don't know who our schedule is next week. I'm looking it up, or next year off season. But uh, I mean, w- w- Michigan's one of those teams, in my opinion, who doesn't just usually play. Um, who doesn't play weak teams usually every off season? We usually have one team that, hey, can play. Whether it was Notre Dame. I mean, yeah, there's that at that. We had a good team that we played every single season pretty much right. until Notre Dame ended up backing out of the rivalry because they, they don't want their asses whooped anymore. But and that's and that's in my opinion, that's where that comes in to me. I mean, we have three non three non good games this year. Last year like you said we're supposed to have it. I think the year before that it was Okay, 2020 doesn't count because that was a COVID year. So we didn't play any non-conference games. 2019, we played Wisconsin. We Sorry, we played Notre Dame in 2019. We played them in week six. 2018, I think we played Florida. Is that? No, we played Notre Dame week one. 2017, we played Florida. I do know that we played Florida down in Texas. And then the year before that, I think we played, you know, I think 2016, we had a pretty weak schedule. So, I mean, there's Notre Dame, Florida. Yeah, 2016, we had a pretty low schedule. I mean, technically, we played the, if, if you want to go off the Scott Frost talk, um, which, by the way, thank God he got fired. I can cheer for Nebraska to do good again in the Big Ten. That fucking clown. But if you want to go off Scott Frost, talk we played the defending national champion central florida that's right. so but the point is i know i kind of went off and the point is michigan is normally a team that doesn't play 
knockover games to start the season. We play usually one non-conference game that's a decent game. So, yeah, so, so the other thing that gets overlooked, and I forget about a, a lot too, is that um, uh, we had a home and home that was supposed to start this year with UCLA, and mm-hmm. last year we dropped. dropped them, gave them a million and a half dollar buyout to get out of that contract, um, and so you know that's part of the reason that that was supposed to be the game today, and and UCLA ends up they're, they're not that good, but. Um, you know that that was I want to say that was 2017 that 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 was announced and you know they yeah it was a while ago decent yeah decent program um, and and that just sometimes it doesn't work out but you know I've advocated for a long time and I'd love to see Michigan play Notre Dame again on a regular basis don't get me wrong um, but Michigan's schedule is is what. You know, Ohio State's been doing what Clemson's been doing, what Bama's been doing, what Georgia's been doing. Um, you know, to put yourself in a position to play, uh, you know, for for a championship, um, you need those. Since there's no preseason, you kind of need those those easy opponents to fine tune some things and make sure you got what you think you got and take care of any surprises if you can't. You know. Uh, on the other hand, you know, if you're going to lose a game, it's better to lose early than late, I guess. But uh, I got I got zero problem um, with the schedule. Uh, you know, me and my buddy Randy, we were we were talking, uh, you know, the first game. He's like, oh, you know, I hope it's a close game. And I'm like, no, I, I want to see it be 100 to nothing. He's like, well, I want to see the other guy score some points. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. I want to see what our defense is made of. And so I think they scored late in the fourth quarter, Colorado State did. And I was pissed. You know, we're sitting at the campground watching it, watching it and having a good time. But um uh into you know, football has changed tremendously. <clears throat> College football has in my lifetime. It's changed a lot in the last five or ten years, and, and I think that's just the, the way it is. I you know, I I wish we could we could play a, a ranked opponent every week, um, but in order for that to work, everybody everybody would have to do that, you know. And yeah. the, you know, SEC the SEC model has obviously worked very well for them, and you know they were a decade a, ahead of everybody else. So so here we are. Yeah. So here I just I pulled up real quick like our future non conference opponents. So twenty twenty three, it's. I mean, we play ECU, UNLV, and Bowling Green. I mean, all should be wins um, next season. Uh, but after that, I mean, Michigan's pretty much packed up with good non-conference opponents. I mean, going to be playing SEC SEC teams at this point. But in 2024, we play at Texas. 2025, at Oklahoma. 2026, home versus Oklahoma. 27, home against Texas, 28 at Washington, rescheduled from the 2020 season. And then in four years after that, we're scheduled to play Notre Dame in a home and, in a home, and home for 33-34. Wow, that does not seem that far away, but it does. That Just like looking at 20-33 seems like it's forever away, but it's not. It's only It'll 10 be here before we know it. But, I, I mean, we got to – it's going to be a test from here on out. I mean, next year we get another 
low side of the schedule bracket, but after that, Texas, Oklahoma on the road, back-to-back seasons, and then a home and home or homes against them. But enjoy it. But then, but I like you said, I don't mind having a schedule like this. Like I, I'll take a schedule where we play fucking Alabama every year if it means. But also another good point that I just thought about was the college football playoff committee seems to punish teams more than it is to reward them for losing a non-conference game to a good team. Yeah. So why why I mean I don't I don't blame what Alabama does usually. No. Why 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 schedule a team that you have a chance to lose to? Right. If, if you lose that game, you're probably going to be at your chances to make the playoff are out of the are out of the window. Right. When when you're a consistently whatever top ten maybe fifteen program, and your goal, your realistic goal, because a lot of teams' goal is to win a championship every year, but legitimately every year, maybe six to eight teams have a legitimate shot to to win it at the beginning of the season, right? And mm-hmm. Why eliminate yourself in week one, two, or three of the season from that conversation? Give yourself a chance to to get the bugs worked out again because, you know, no preseason. And I, I do think that's coming now that they're paying these kids. I do think these preseason, a preseason type of deal is coming. I consider this a preseason, but, but we'll see. But anyways, why put yourself in the position where you could lose what you've worked for a year for to get and – and still have to play uh, a bunch of games. You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So I, I agree that, you know, Alabama has done the right thing. But, you know, again, the SEC was so f- far ahead of the rest of the country in this um, because, you know, it used to be that that's how it was. You had big games. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I like it. We'll see what happens. Do I wish the games were a little more competitive? Part of me, yes. Part of me, no. I like seeing the Madden numbers kick out. I, I like us, you know, first two plays of the game, 40-yard run, 40-yard pass, touchdown. That's, that's yep. fun. For me, that's fun to watch. I don't I don't give a shit. So um, I get both sides of it, uh, but I, I think um, – and you know what really – it really played well in our favor this year with our quarterback situation. It allowed Harbaugh to do um, what he did. And and I do think he mostly did that to to kind of cover his own ass um, and, 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 and take the heat off of him. But, again, he, one, he proved to be right, and, two, it's, it's worked out well so far. And, and you know, there doesn't appear to be any um, chemistry problems or – or anything like that. And, you know, Kate had his one little moment, you know, after the Colorado state game where he vented, but um, since then he's, he's kind of did the right thing. And one thing, and not to pile on it. Okay. One other thing I meant to say when we were talking about um, uh, the Ohio game is that, you know, our, our, our third string quarterback come in and looked, pretty good uh look looked a lot better than Cade too and, and again I think that goes I think Cade's rattled and his confidence is shaken and and uh you know you know 
we'll see what happens with that. But hopefully he sticks around and can come back. And, you know, football's a, a long season. A lot of things happen. Um, you know, this is the part where I, where I don't like the bullying is, is, you know, JJ could tear an ACL the day and we could need Cade and we need a confident and prepared Cade whose head is in the game and ready to go at any moment. Not, not someone that's wondering if he's good enough. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I know. Say that's that, like you just said, that's definitely another reason why you don't boo somebody because Right. Who knows? You never know. You never know what's going to happen in sports. So, well, let's go go into predictions here. I mean, I think we'll go. I guess we'll start with our game. Let's do some picks on some games. Start with our game, Michigan UConn. Uh, I mean, I think we're both going to be on the Michigan side of this, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. So, so here, here's UConn. UConn's one and two, right? Lost to Utah State 31-20, beat Central Connecticut 28-3, and then lost to Syracuse 48-14. Um, we're, we're right around 50 on the spread again, right? If I remember right. And no? Yeah, it's 47. I said, yeah, I said, uh-huh. Okay, Sorry. yeah. So, um, I... 70 to 3 is my prediction today. 70 to 3? Yep. You think we're going to beat them 70 to 3? I do. We can't even beat Hawaii's trash defense 70 to 3. Yeah, I I, I think that the starters are going to get a little more time today. And well, you better hope Cade McNamara plays better than he did Saturday then if you want 70 to 3. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. I think we put I think we cover the spread by halftime. I think I, I I think we cover the spread. I think unlike the last two weeks, I think we cover the spread. Well, I guess two weeks ago we did. Oh, I know we did last week. Last week's spread was all fucking rageous. So I think it was like what fifty three, fifty one and a half or something. Yeah, I can't. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I think we win. I think we win probably about what we win by forty nine three, forty nine nothing. Um. I don't think we scored over 60 points. I mean, I just don't think – I don't think that's – that's never been who Harbaugh has been. I think we scored over 60, like it's – been, It's been a handful of times, and you're right about that, but I just – Last, last time when, when we played Hawaii and I think 2016, we beat them 63-3. to three or, yeah. I think we beat Northern Illinois last season 63 or two. Yeah, was it last season? Yeah, 63-3. to three. Yeah. And a few like years that. ago, we put up we put up close to eighty on Rutgers. I think yeah, it was yeah. you know 70, 79, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was yeah Rutgers. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's a different road to go down. But uh, yeah, okay. Let me go back here. But yeah, I think another easy win, another easy day. Uh, shit, you might as well just go to the game. Tickets are only thirteen dollars. I know. I'm actually uh, going to a Kid Rock concert tonight, so game, game's out. Uh, we, we, we we made plans with the Berlins like around Christmas time to to do this. So uh, Kid Rock and Foreigner at Pine Knob tonight. Uh, we'll have fun. Yeah. So next pick. So we got Penn State Auburn um, tonight. Who you got in that one? 
Auburn. Uh, Indy, that's how you play. I mean, 35 State, 23. Yeah, see, Penn, uh, Penn State's favorite two and a half. Um, that's at Auburn, right? Yeah, it's at Jordan Hare. Yeah. I thought about maybe trying to get tickets for it, but I was like, ah, I don't want to watch Michigan. Um, I'll pick. I think I think Auburn walks away with it. Penn State just, even though they're two and zero, they haven't looked that well this year, especially against Purdue. I mean, Purdue could be a legit Big Ten West. You just you can't but, trust Franklin's teams. You just can't. You don't. No. Especially and I wouldn't be surprised if 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 they, if they won, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I think I think Penn State. I think Auburn wins it by by ten. I, I say like a. 35-24 game if 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 Penn State gets their offense going. Yeah. Um, another game tonight uh, we'll take, I guess, uh, the Little Brother versus Washington. 6.30 kickoff, Washington's favorite about three and a half. Um, I think Washington I think Washington wins wins I think they cover, and I think they cover by at least at least a touchdown. Um, yeah, I, I think seven to ten points, and I, I got Washington as well as in that one. Uh, I think it's a lot of questions for Sparty. They already got some early injuries too, as well, and and you know, uh, I, I don't like you know Mel Tucker could could walk on water, and I would still think he's a fuckhead because who he coaches for. But I guess I've never really listened to him speak and he was talking after their game last week and that guy sounds about as illiterate and as uneducated as they come i was really surprised that a college coach at at this level of football could go on there and sound like he got picked off the street corner in the middle of the hood well i mean they all He's off. I mean, he's he's full of himself at that. But so is all the Sparties. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't say it for the kids, even though I've cussed about ten times already this episode, about every episode. But, uh, yeah, I think I think Wisc- uh, not Wisconsin. Jesus, I think I mean because I think Washington probably wins it. Like, and I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I don't think it'll be high-scoring. I think it'll probably be like a. 17 10 somewhere in there 2013 something like that i don't think it'll be a high scoring game they they have the over under at 56 and a half and i think it's definitely going to be under oh yeah i'm with you on that i think uh, i think that's definitely that's, under. and in my opinion that's just atrocious i mean i don't think either teams i mean what's that third 56 what's that come on mr math what's that Per team, I, I didn't hear what you broke up. Twenty-eight. So each team's got to pretty much score twenty-eight points. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's definitely under. That would be a good one to go for me to run to the casino and make a bet on real quick. Um, can you, uh, can can you bet online on your phone now? Not down here. You can go to the casino and bet, but you can't. Right. 
have sports books. Yeah, all the casinos and then and then DraftKings and whoever, you know, there's a million yeah. of them. You can do it right from your phone now here. Oh, I know. It, it's dumb because we can do it at casinos. I'm like, right. why? What's the why? difference? There's no difference. Um, and then I guess the uh, top 25 matchup tonight against probably the best game. What could be the best game of the day is Miami at Texas A&M. Texas A&M coming off of that loss to App State last week. At home, they're at home again yeah. against Miami, Texas A&M, favored by six. I mean, I think – I mean, looking at Miami this season, they haven't looked horrible. Um, the first game looked good. They played – I don't even know who BCU is. Um, last week they played University of Southern Miss, uh, beat them 30-7. to seven. Um, If it, A&M doesn't play – I, I think my I am I also, I'm gonna say Miami wins it by two scores. Um, <clears throat> I, I just don't see. I don't think Jimbo Fisher is gonna be that dude at Texas A&M as everyone's saying at this point. He, it, it doesn't appear that way, and you know they, there was a lot big deal made about uh, you know all their NIL spending, and they kind of you know they put themselves out there and. You know, second game of the season, they lose to App State. And, uh, you know, on the flip side at Miami, uh, you know, Gaddis had his kind of coming out party last year for us. And and um, oh, he's, he's, just, he's, he's the OC there, right? Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Never and, mind. Fuck Miami. And I was going to go with A&M strictly on my dislike for, for Gaddis. Um, I don't but, like Mario Cristobal either, but it, no, and, and me neither. But it, Jimbo does seem to be a, a, a bit of a choke artist in these type of situations. Um, and Miami's hungry, and 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 Cristobal and, and Gaddis both have a lot to prove. You know, Cristobal left uh, Oregon, right, and 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 uh, Gaddis picked up his toys and went home because Jimmy didn't go for the go to the NFL and. And he didn't get his head coaching spot, so so he felt disrespected and left. And and that's fine, you know. I think uh, I think we're going to be just fine where we're at. Um, oh yeah. So so that's a tough one with me, just because I'm a grudge holder, and and I, I don't particularly like the way that he left Michigan, and you know he took some shots. Um, so fuck him. But uh, I do think that Miami's probably going to win that game, but I, I'm pulling for A and M on that one. Yeah, I don't. It is a night game. Yeah. So, I mean, Kyle Field. I mean, Kyle Field, one of the best in my – definitely one, one of the best football environments, at least in college football. Uh, the 12th man, I mean, it very well could go the other way. I just don't think it will. I think Miami wins it by at least two scores, like 10, 10 to 14. Um, yeah. It could, be a bold, it could be a bold pick, I mean, but – but yeah, I mean, you think just just real quick, you think uh, Nebraska can get over the hump today and take down Oklahoma? No, Scott Frost isn't there. I was going there before we were done here. I that's my upset alert for the day. I think they will. I, I think. I think. Oh man. I <laughs> hope Nebraska just comes out and runs the table now. I honestly, that, won't even be mad. That guy is such a dick. 
and just uh, seems to be a shitty person in general, you know, and I, yeah, I, I just hope they do. It will, it will uh, confirm that they did the right thing and did what they should have done probably last year, maybe even two years ago is, is got rid of his ass, um, you know, from his fake national championship in 1997 to his fake UCF title. Uh, you know, whatever that was, five, six years ago. Um, fuck Scott Frost. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think we both agree on that. Uh, I would love to. I, would, I wouldn't I would even be mad if we ended up making the Big Ten championship when we lost to Nebraska in the Big Ten championship. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be too mad about it because Nebraska was to run the tables from here on out. Yep. It would make that motherfucker look like the dumbest dumbass ever. But – I got one more game I just found. BYU-Oregon, this will be the last pick at Autzen in Oregon. BYU's playing decent ball. I think they are overrated, though, compared to what they are. I mean, they beat Baylor last week, but I don't – I just think Baylor's a good team, but I do not think – I don't think BYU's a top, a top 10 team. They're at number 12 right now. I mean, Oregon sitting at – 25. They lost to they lost to Georgia 49 to three, and then put up 70 to 14 on Eastern Washington last week. Uh, yeah. I, think Oregon, I think Oregon wins it. Uh, I'm gonna roll with BYU on this one. I, I do agree. I think they're overrated, but I think Oregon is too. Um, you know, I know I've mentioned this before. I think fairly recently, but my my first game that I worked at the Big House. Oregon won. That's kind of what put them on the map, and I've, I've hated yeah, them ever since. So, so yeah. uh, I, I'm pulling, and I'm, I'm gonna call B, BYU's gonna win this close game, uh, ten or less. They're gonna win by. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, that game starts at two thirty. It'll probably be the next game I watch after our game's over. I don't think there's really any other good games on at two thirty, but. All right, you got anything else today, Ben? No, sir. Uh, I hope that this is out of order quick because I gotta. We're gonna leave about three o'clock to go up to Cleo Clarkston's about two hours from us. So, uh, hope it's a good, clean, quick first half, and and then I can kind of move on about my day and get moving, and I'll watch the rest of the game tomorrow when I get home. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully, it don't get rain delayed for you like it did for me last week, and I was in a pinch. <laughs> but. <laughs> All right. It's well, it's supposed to be nice today, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about that. That uh, that was something you know supposed to go that game and didn't work out. And I'm glad it, I'm glad it didn't work out because it was a it was a miserable experience for for the people that were there. But you want to you want to tell them why it didn't work out because you're a sissy. Yeah, because I pulled two muscles in my back and I couldn't even hardly walk. And I knew I knew that walking probably a minimum of two miles was not going to do me any good. So, so well, I mean, uh, a, a, a real, a real, a real fan would have just pushed through and went to the game. But anyways, guys, you all have a great, great weekend. Go if blue. That was Ohio state and not Northern Idaho university. I, I would have pushed through it, but it, it really wasn't that big a deal. Uh, still sissy. Anyways, Guys, have a good weekend. Go blue, beat Hawaii, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you all this week or whenever we get episode up this week. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Go blue.